Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of the Dirty Side the Grid podcast, where we turned up late to qualifying, but a gust of wind blew everyone off the circuit. So we inherited P1. Uh, I'm Mohammed, and I'm joined by Yusuf here. And we are midway through it right now. We are in exam season, and guess who's still recording? We're still here, year two and year four of an engineering degree, and we're still standing. So I think purely for that dedication, we deserve something. So uh, give us a review or something. <laughs> like the video in that. Um, Yusuf, how are you feeling? Uh, it's good. I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm almost done with my exams, almost done with my degree, so I'm enjoying life right now. I think the life More is like slowly draining out of both of our souls right now. Right. <laughs> my, the life drained out of my soul in like the end of my second year, so it's a long time ago. <laughs> well, luckily the Spanish Grand Prix was actually worth uh, losing revision over, so it was a decent watch, bit of entertainment there. Uh, but I guess before we get into that, do you have a, an unrelated thing of the weekend for us? I have two things. So the first one basically doesn't really apply for this week, but it's a Mercedes image from like the car from 2019, 2020, 2021. And then in 2022, it's just a truck, basically. <laughs> because of how slow it is. I thought you'd like that. But anyways, the second thing of the weekend, which I, I, I totally forgot about, but it's uh, Martin Brundle going around the grid and he's speaking to Bernie and he's like, who do you think's going to win the championship? He's like, whoever has the most points at the end of the season. And Martin just looks at him like, bro, bro like, what, what are you saying, man? Like, we love oh, I don't know who's going to actually win it, who's going to have most points at the end of the season. Why did he say, like... Yeah, we love clever answers, man. We're all clever people. Being engineers, no, we he do didn't actually. You did not understand what Martin Brundle was actually asking. That that is that is the truth. That is the you truth. No, probably, and he probably couldn't hear him. He probably couldn't hear him. <laughs> Poor guy. Anyway, <laughs> um, I guess I've got some news. Just to catch up quickly on everything that happened from, it's been what two weeks since Miami. It's, it's gone so fast, but what we've had quickly is a little roundup. I can't be bothered to back out the glasses and sheet of paper and that, but if you imagine BBC and everything. Um, in one of the most funny and tragic events of the past month, Charles Leclerc took uh, Nicky Lauda's classic Ferrari around his home track of Monaco and crashed it at Raskas, which was an incredible watch. Obviously, it wasn't his fault, but it was still hilarious. Um, Mercedes uh, have been clowned for their constant use of we're collecting data and, you know, their data collection stuff. They're constantly saying that that was great data collection. We learned a lot from that race. So there were there are some funny tweets about them, and I think they actually like liked and replied to quite a few of them. Um, like an Instagram model who's just heard, you know, a couple thousand, all the cars came with upgrades to their appearance looking completely different some cars they might have got the lip filler upgrade <laughs> we don't know uh, apart from the has who which looks exactly the same uh they got zero upgrades actually yeah they didn't change anything at all i think they were actually um they're planning to bring it later on so that they can catch up with other teams at the end uh aston martin were clowned for copying red bull seeing as their upgrades looked very similar uh, to the point where actually during one of the practice sessions red bull had green cans of red bull on their pit wall for all of their engineers uh, i think that was a nice touch they're being i don't think anything's coming off that though so uh, they shouldn't get a penalty or anything uh f1 is planning on removing the fia there was a quote about how they might try and remove the fia from the actual like structure so the way it works is like the fia owns f1 and then F1, I think they rent out the broadcasting rights or something. But what they want to do is completely separate from the FIA because I guess they don't need them. And like a tumor that you can't get rid of, Michael Massey might actually return. So the guy... He might be one of the stewards next year. Right, like the, the guy who's been punished for not doing his job properly might be coming back to do the job again because 
why. Right, Welcome to F1. You love to see it. And then the last thing is uh, the Drake curse continues because as of, I think it was like this morning or last night or something, Drake put 300,000 Canadian dollars on Charles Leclerc winning the Spanish Grand Prix. Normally a boring race, statistically won from pole all the time. And his engine blew up. So once again, Drake ruins someone's day. But to be fair, it made the race interesting. So I guess maybe he'll place more bets on F1 soon. You don't know. Don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to I be fair, so. losing 300k for him would, you know, that's like, he could do that in one night if he really wanted to. He probably made that mm. back from that Instagram yeah. post. Actually, yeah, it was a sponsor yeah. from a betting company, so I think he probably made that amount of money from the, like, sponsored post. Probably made more, actually. Yeah. That's a good point, yeah. People, man. It's minor. Yeah. 300k, that's your uh, starting salary, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's insane, the, uh, the amount of yeah. Divide that by 100, then you got my starting salary. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> love to see it alright so okay well for the 60 second summary this time we've got seeing as we've both kind of cheated it you're now looking at the clock I'm now not telling you when it ends to make it harder do you want to do it in 30 so you're seconds? admitting you're admitting you're <laughs> admitting that you're cheating by not I'm, telling me yeah I'm admitting that it may have got a little bit too easy for you, so I thought I'd change the rules midway through. Uh, never happened in F1 before. Yeah, yeah but you admitted, you admitted you're cheating, so. This is, as we all know, in F1, rules have never been changed midway through the event just to change the outcome. So what we're going to do never. is... Uh, never, never. Um, do you want... No, I'm doing it one minute. No. Do you want no. 30 seconds, and I tell you when the no. 30 seconds is, or do you want a minute, no. but you're not allowed to look at the clock? No, I still will look at the clock, so. No, you're not, no you can't look. You're not allowed. No, 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 I'm allowed to look at the clock. Yes, well, yes. 60 seconds it is. 60 seconds it is, okay. No looking. Okay, now give it like 30 more seconds. <laughs> I need to mentally prepare myself for when it turns 51, yeah. This is being uh, after the race, so if this comes out like next Friday, don't ask questions. But this is being filmed like an hour after the race is ended, so not even an hour. Fresh in your mind. Hour. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Three. Okay. Two, one. Go. Um, Mercedes, their upgrades very interesting, very quick. Start of the race, qualifying was basically standard. Mercedes were like the surprise. Lando Norris got his lap deleted. I don't think he should have got deleted, to be honest. Um, the race, the start was fine. Lewis banging into everyone, proving that he can't drive, dropping to P19. Uh, he was depressed and wanted to like retire. Uh, the race continued. Magnussen had a horrible start. Um, Verstappen's DRS wasn't working. George Russell, what a beast. He was doing very well to defend against the Red Bulls. Uh, Leclerc's engine blew up. And then it all went kind of, uh, science was terrible today. Uh, Lewis finished finish P4, uh, Mercedes on a podium with George, 1-2 for Red Bull, Sainz was nowhere to be seen, Bottas amazing, um, that's about it, yeah. Oh, everyone was slipping into, in the same thing because of Tailwind. Yes. Okay, all right, just about fit it in, in the 60 seconds, some could almost say that you were aware of what time it was. But no, I actually didn't pretty... look at all. I did not look at all. Sure. She didn't, so I don't know. That was like right scouts, on. Scouts <laughs> honor. Says the guy who's never been a scout yet. Yeah, I can't. I don't think I know anyone in the scouts, to be honest. Anything. <laughs> How long before Hass starts selling her Girl Scout cookies to make up the money to get them over the budget? <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, where do we go from this? I guess we just straight into best performance of the race. Do you want to, you got a highlight? I'd say, I'd say George, I'd say George has to go. Like, I I know, like, Verstappen probably winning without DRS for most of the race has to get a shout for best performance. Right, nah. Uh, nah does he? 
does he though? Yeah, I, I think he has to get like some a shot. I don't think he was the best performer, but I think he has to get. I think the best performer by far was George. Interesting. Under 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 that pressure from two Red Bulls, he held Max Verstappen behind him for so long. He held Sergio Perez for so long. Max couldn't get past him until he got like was it fresh tires and then. Uh yeah, he had to stop. And then So I think and, and he's in a, car, a slower car and everything. So I think great George. and was... George didn't have DRS or anything as well. So I'd say I'd say George is probably best but like I know I know probably best driver Max would have won it because he won, but I'd say George is yeah, I'd say his best driver. Worst driver is a lot easier to kind of get around to. Yeah, I mean okay, so in terms of best driver, personally, George is Definitely top two, but I'd give it to Lewis. Like, no. biases aside, like the guy, no. the turn one incident. You're you're so biased. Fault. It wasn't his you're fault. So biased. It, it, it definitely was his wasn't fault, his fault. He, he banged into Magnus. So you, nah, hold on. Okay, no jokes aside, completely. Who's at fault for that? Lewis. <laughs> he banged into Magnuson, bro. <laughs> Magnuson's going around, and then Lewis is going into him, man. I think I I will say one thing actually. I'm biased. I'm gonna be unbiased. Lewis has driven so long up front that him driving in the midfield for him, he doesn't know what he's actually like. He's not as aware as like other drivers who've driven in the midfield for a long time. Yeah, I mean argument if you want to, but he just went from last to fourth. I think he had to give fourth back, so we actually finished fifth. I think. Because we finished fifth. You say bias, bro. Say I said bias, we. Bro. bro, I said he. I yeah, said, said we, bro. You said we, bro. I'll say we. I didn't, so say we. I, didn't do that. I didn't do that. I'll say we for Mercedes, but I won't say we for Lewis. So I won't say anything. No, I think George has a better chance. Of, like, Lewis is always going to come back to, like, realistically. Nah, he wasn't race, always, like, bro. This long. Magnuson only like, the finished, race... Magnuson finished second to last. I just did you realize one thing? The race is very long, like as in the race should not be this long. It did feel really long, yeah. It felt like, like as in if the race was 50 laps, I think that's enough. 66 is too like a circuit is really like it's not a short circuit, you know? yeah. And like it takes a long time for them to go around one lap, and realistically, only really gonna overtake at the end of like the straight, so like yeah. into turn one. So like the rest of the lap is boring, except that one overtake by Max on like was it Bottas? That was actually that was. Oh great. yeah, yeah. But Bottas still that has the racecraft of a wooden plank, so like it's obviously it's still a good move. But like if you're gonna pull that move on anyone, you're gonna pull it on Bottas because of course. You're just you're jealous because he's an F1 urine. <laughs> Probably. Um, no, but still, I'd still give it to Lewis to be honest. There's no way like. He's gone from last back to P4, recovery drive in that car. Obviously, I'm not. George did great defending and stuff, but I'm kind of annoyed we didn't see more of those overtakes. I'm assuming they were just DRS on the straight, though, I guess, if we didn't see them. But exactly, he's quicker than like, he has a car that's quicker than all of them, bro. So, with a track, with, with the amount of like, we didn't really see it today because of like uh what's his name Verstappen didn't have like DRS it wasn't like it wasn't working but the DRS at the end of that straight is so strong like actually you just flip it and you're gone yeah so yeah. and with how how easy it is for cars to follow nowadays it's actually very easy to overtake at the end of that straight it's just I think like we didn't see a DRS train which is true yeah that was surprising but we'll take that it's uh it's an improvement but I'd say George, I mean are there any any other shouts then, other than George? No, I think, you, I personally, think... I wouldn't say Verstappen's in the conversation. The the only reason he was, was Charles retired and team orders. I'm sure he would have won it anyway, but it wasn't exactly made difficult for him because Perez was told to get out of his way. So can I just say one thing? You have him in your fantasy, yeah. So you admit he's I actually better than Lewis, yeah. You admit he's no, better than no, Lewis because no. you have him in your fantasy. You admit he's better than Lewis. Or he wouldn't that's, have him in his fantasy. That's what he's we'll see. We'll see how many points he actually got me. So we'll have to find out. Listen, it's the smart, the brains. I finessed them both. Oh, wait, I just realised mm. that retiring has actually finessed me so hard. 
Boy, this race was so bad. Anyways, anyways, move on, move on. I think I George Lewis probably has a chat in there. But I think everyone else was average, if bad. Yeah, I think, you know, the people who have done well, like Bottas and Ocon finishing fairly highly, are just it's expected of them, especially after some retirements up top. I'd say the wind at turn four, like that's a great performance to yeah. be honest. Spinning out science and uh and Verstappen was quite entertaining. I so actually I, I have one point I wanted to speak about. Uh do you think you know we were talking about the conversation is uh, we're talking about uh science being a second driver, you know, the second driver of Ferrari and everything. Do you think the longer this goes on and the longer his performances are going this way and he's becoming, let's say, less reliable for the team or stuff like that, do you think that he is becoming more and more of a Bottas, basically? Oh, okay. Well, I'm assuming, seeing as you've said that, I'm assuming he's your worst performance uh, driver, right? No, he finished P five, which I think is okay. I think they're worse. Right? I think, okay. uh, I think people in for no. I think he's in for like, but like he finished P four. That's the thing, isn't it? Uh, I'd say worst drive, Magnussen maybe is in there. I'd say uh, he's in there. I'd say it's Daniel Ricciardo's in there. Uh, I say Daniel Ricciardo's in there. Yeah, Lewis hit him, so so he's not worst performance then. No, he didn't really come back after that. He just died. Maybe he had damage on his car. Lewis was, you know, very yeah, brutal the way he went into him. For, I, I won't even, I'm not going to comment too much yet. But, um, okay, so back to science. I Personally, I'd put science in that. So I agree with uh, Magnuson and Ricardo being in the worst performance conversation. Science, I'd put him in there as well, definitely. And the, Boda, the Bottas thing, I'd, I'd hate to say it, and I really wanted to be, like, an advocate for science and all of this stuff. Verstappen spinning there as well saved him because otherwise it would have just been him and then, you know, wasn't going to look too great. But like, he, that car would have won that race and he's down yeah. That car would have won that race. And then if you imagine if Lewis didn't have that issue, he's finishing behind both Red Bulls and both Mercedes in a car that should have won the race at his home mm. track in front of his home fans, you know. Like his mum's probably in the crowd. His dad gave the pole position award to his teammate. Like he could have got pole, been given the trophy by his dad. Then he would have gone on to win from pole at his home race in front of his home crowd, his family, his friends, his cousins, like everyone in a Ferrari. That should have been his weekend. He should have been battling with Leclerc. Even if he came second to Leclerc, he should be finishing P2. And he's in. I think we're seeing. We're seeing kind of what we saw with Bottas last year in terms of, you know, where he was so slow and he wasn't able to extract what Hamilton was able to extract after the car. We're seeing it now where Leclerc was like 10 seconds. Okay, he was 10 seconds ahead mainly because what's his name was slowing Verstappen down. Russell was slowing down Verstappen so much. But where was Leclerc, where was Sainz? Sorry, he was so far behind. It didn't even matter. Yeah, yeah. I think the the longer this goes on, the more I'm kind of, inclined to say I, I remember I heard someone the other day say that um uh I think science is better than Russell. No no that's not even that that is like we could I don't think it's a point of debate but fair enough that's your opinion. But I heard someone say ah science is better than Leclerc. In what world? That's yeah no I don't know where did I don't know where these opinions are coming from, but like that's you can't say that. In what world? No, There's because places. they just look at points from last year that he he finished ahead of Leclerc last year, but Leclerc is just destroying him this year, like literally destroying. Where is he? Completely. He's well, he's not even in Spain, man. Like <laughs> I was gonna say, he's back home in Spain, but uh, we're in Spain and he didn't <laughs> arrive here. <yeah. laughs> the guy stayed home, man. He didn't show up. He was in his apartment. Well, he was. Honestly. He was where he was like eating his mum's cooking or something, and he just decided he wasn't going to show up today. Like, no, that's, yeah, yeah. that's embarrassing, bro. It's actually really bad. And when you say like a Bottas, Red Bull have now taken the lead of the constructors, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, they took it. Verstappen's definitely taken the lead of the drivers. Yeah, by six points. So, so Ferrari have now bottled the lead of both championships in like six races. 
Like normally it takes them half a season. They've done it in like six races. And it's partly down to Carlos Sainz not being there to pick up the points. Like same way Lewis could have used uh, Bottas taking points away from Max last year, finishing, you know, second or third a couple times or whatever. Sainz is now nowhere to be seen. So Perez will pick up the P3 or P2 in this case. And like they're, they're really racing with one driver. Yeah. See, we were talking also about um, their strategy and stuff for Ferrari. And, you know, we were talking last week about will Ferrari be able to kind of cope with the pressure and actually go on and win, or will Ferrari bottle it? You know, I think the way he's performing now puts an argument for putting someone else in the seat next year. Oh. Not now, not now. I wouldn't say it from now, but if this continues for the whole season, there is an argument to end this contract and put someone new in the seat. But like they, they wanted to push Mick Schumacher in there. Mick, where is Mick Schumacher? And let's, let's be honest. I don't think he got points today, and he hasn't gotten points at all in Formula One so far. I don't think he deserves to be in like a Ferrari at all. Like the only reason, if he goes to Ferrari, the only reason he's going is because he's. Schumacher basically. Yeah. But yeah. he does not deserve he does not deserve a, a drive. Who would you put? Uh, like I don't want to be talking about science replacements already, but who would you put in that seat? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know actually. <laughs> who would you put in that seat? Bro, I imagine, um, imagine Bottas goes in that seat. Imagine no, I don't think Bottas will go. Alonso. <laughs> they get Lewis Hamilton. Yo, Alonso. That I don't think Alonso. No, I don't think he Alonso would. would take uh, it, bro. Alonso would take it. No, no, no. I don't think they bring Alonso. Oh. Because Alonso and Pierre, I don't think they uh, Sorry, and not Pierre and Charles. I don't think they gel. Yeah. Uh, I think Gasly could be a show. He's not performing as well this year. Yeah. But as in, I think based on this year's performance, I wouldn't put him in the cartoons. But as in, I think he, he has a shout for it. Um... But I don't think there's no one there's no one who I look at and I'm like the only person who I look at I'm like he 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 could perform well is Lando but I don't see McLaren letting him go. Yeah, yeah, Lando's the one that stands out, but he's at McLaren. So I guess if McLaren gets worse, maybe he'll uh, get out of that. Contract. Yeah, he could be. At, yeah, I feel like if McLaren keep this kind of trajectory, and Carlos is gone, I think he he has a shot for that seat. He's he's probably I put him as my number one to take that seat. You'd put him, wait, as your number one for? For like the, so if Carlos goes by the end of this year and ah. McLaren are still performing terribly, the best person I think they can put in that seat is him. Because realistically, they're not going to put like one of the young ones in. I'd say him, or I'd say they could do it with Fernando because I think like the past two years he's shown that, uh, or the past year he's shown that he's a bit more kind of capable of gelling the teammate. Uh, then, like, yeah. uh, he, he played the team game last year while he held up Lewis, you know, he's, he, he, he hasn't had issues with Ocon. Will that work? But, like, if he goes to Ferrari now, he's going clearly as a number two. Not, yeah, like, yeah. A, a Alpine, he's a number one still. But whereas, kind of, like, he's helped his teammate because, you know, he's been in that position. But realistically, will he accept to go for, to Ferrari and be a, a number two or... Yeah, I don't see that to be honest. That's why I, with Lando, I don't think it'll be under the assumption that he's a number two because they've got two good young drivers. So I think they're kind of letting battle out. But yeah, anyways, also, we kind of went very there far. That, uh, one final thing on Alonso actually as well. If you're Ferrari, you want Alonso to be like a number two placeholder before you get another better younger driver to exactly. get in the seat. The problem with Alonso is I feel like he wants to race until he's 75. So... Like the the issue is he's they're gonna say all right Alonso now like you know Mick Schumacher Michael Schumacher's like great 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 grandson as well they're both like ready to get into the seat can you like you know all right we're gonna buy you out of your contract now like you're you're good now we've been paying you like twenty million a year for the past like forty years do you want to just retire now quickly and he's like no no I need I need that third world championship I'm gonna win it I will win it eventually so uh, like, yeah it's a big I see the the issue with Ferrari is they don't have any good young talents in Formula 1. They have a, a lot of good young talents in F2. So, like Callum, they have uh, Robert Schwartzman. They have a lot of young drivers. So, I'd say 
uh, with next year, I think even if Carlos performs badly, I think they might stick with him just because they don't have any other anyone else to occupy the seat. What I think will happen is uh, Guan Yu Zhou will basically leave uh, Alfa Romeo, and then I think they'll either Ferrari will push for someone to come in from their driver academy, or they'll do it with Haas, where they'll push one of the younger drivers that they want to push into the Ferrari next year. This is under the assumption that Mick Schumacher keeps up kind of his performance now. That makes sense. If he if he comes out and he becomes you know like Mick Schumacher. Uh, he could have a chat for the seat next year. This is with me saying I said a few races back that I don't see him replacing Carlos at all next year. Next year, yeah. But Carlos has been performing so badly that you have to take that into consideration. Now. It's mad, bro. It's, it's sad actually. Like he's gone through a few years of consistent performances, and now it's it's rough, bro. I hope he comes back next race. Like the next race is only in a week. It's in Monaco. He did well there last year, so I don't know. There's a chance for him to redeem himself. He just needs one one good performance could lead you on that train. But we've seen Ricardo has been on like a slump for like what a year, two years. So two years. Yeah, it's not like you can't always bounce back. Um, so I guess that's no, the worst. <laughs> we mentioned Lando actually in that conversation. He's in there for underrated drive, I'd say. Turns out he was actually really sick uh, in qualifying and still sick in yeah. the race. And he still performed well. Like, I think the quote was something like he was struggling with his vision and something else. But like, he was struggling seeing. So, like, a half blind Lando Norris is now still faster than Daniel Ricciardo, which I think is an insane statement to make. But that's, that's what's happening right now. Do you see Daniel retiring at the end of the season? Oh, nah, nah, nah. Not this season. Surely not. Surely. I think about the end of this season, if it continues like this, I'd see him probably... Maybe maybe not retiring, but I, I think by the end of this season, he will honestly sit down and really think about it. To be because fair, the only reason I say this, the only reason I say this is, he, he, I think if he was considering retiring after how bad last year was, I think it was pushed back purely because next year, new regulations, new car, everyone's going to be different, all of that stuff. But he's coming to this year and he's so out of his depth that we're, we're, I was just discussing this with, uh, with someone who was like, do you think Lando's extracting more out of the car than what is available? Or do you think he's performing to the pace of the car and What's his name? Daniel is just underperforming. Which one do you think is? Oh, you want me? Ah, uh, bro, that's so. Uh, I'd say, I'd say Lando is performing to the capability of the car as where it should be. Do you know, because as a driver, you shouldn't yeah. just be performing to the capability of the car. You should be pushing it yourself as well. So, like, if you add on the tax, like the VAT of Lando's ability onto the car performance, that's like a decent baseline level. And then in theory, with Daniel's ability, he should be performing to the pace of the car plus VAT on top of what Lando's doing. Because, you know, if we go by in theory or whatever, if we ignore last year or whatever it is, he should be faster than what Lando is. Or we expected him to be faster than what Lando is. So... I've got to say Daniel's just really underperforming. Like, I don't think Lando's dragging this car extremely high to, like, incredible lengths. I do think it's, like, probably a difficult car or something. But, you know, some weekends it works, some weekends it doesn't. But either way, Lando's, he's doing a good job and he's showing his talent. But Daniel should be there as well. There's no excuses as to why he shouldn't be on his pace, if not ahead of him. And it's been way too long for him not to be doing that. Do you think it's, it's, I think it's close to the end for Daniel. I think next year we'll see quite a few retirements. Quite a few? Yeah, uh, mainly as in, I see this as the last year for Sebastian. Oh my, that came out of nowhere. Okay. No, Sebastian Vettel, a lot of people are discussing this being his last year. Oh uh, yeah, but actually I just come to think of it, like we don't really talk about Vettel that much. Like, yeah, but this, I think he's going to retire at the end of this year. And then 
uh, he's made a lot of money. It's like there's no reason for him to stay in a bad, such a bad car, realistically. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There what, was the hope that with this season that Aston Martin could be competitive, he could perhaps win. But with how it's going so far, it's just might as well kind of move on and do something else with your life. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say, would you not have faith in the project? Because obviously Lawrence Stroll's going to throw money at it, but they are like second to last. So you wouldn't really have faith. Like if they were like, you know, fourth fastest, fifth fastest in the conversation, then you might want to hold yeah, out. It's for a different conversation. But now it's, it's, uh, I think I see this as the end of the road for him. Valtteri, I see him doing a few more years just, you know, to earn a, a bit more. Uh, but other than that, I see him, him, and maybe Daniel bang after the end of the season. Okay, that's bro, that's throwing me off. Because the thing is, like, I see a lot of Vettel has like a big corner of fans on Twitter, right? The moment anyone says Vettel retirement, they're on your neck, like instantly. They're like, no, but have you seen him? Like, he was actually so fast. And actually, I'm pretty sure I feel like quite a few Vettel fans have forgotten that he was fired by Ferrari, like. He, he did leave Red Bull by choice. So if you want to reminisce about how good those times were and that he should go back and whatever, cool. But there are there are people saying like, oh, you know, imagine Vettel goes back to Ferrari and oh, then he'd be winning right now. He should replace science. Vettel should replace science. Bro, he got fired. Like, he didn't want to leave. They kicked him out. As harsh as that sounds. And, you know, as sad as it is that now they're really fast and he's not with them anymore. He was fired, bro. It wasn't his choice. They tried to make it mutual. He loved them. They didn't love him back. They cut it off. They ended it. And now they're celebrating with their new relationship with Carlos Sainz over here. And no matter how good or bad he is, out of pride, you're not going to go back to Vettel. So you're right. If he's not speaking you're, you've been going through some stuff recently, Mohammed. <laughs> you've been going through some stuff recently. We'll talk about this after the podcast. Yeah. It's, it's the Drake. You got me a Drake on repeat. That's how I knew we're about gonna, the we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this after the podcast. Yeah? <laughs> You're gonna you have a lot of stuff to admit to now. Listen, Anyways, yeah. should never be me. I'm too light skinned. Um, it's a lyric. It's a lyric. I promise you, it's a lyric. I promise you, it's a lyric. I know. It's, okay. <laughs> I just forgot people listen to this. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. And just pretend. Okay. I don't know what you're saying. TikToks this week. All right. So, um, what even is that? I mean, that's about it. Actually, no. Okay. So, we've Ocon was surprising today. Ocon, yes. Yeah. He actually, I don't know, it was a quiet race from him, but once again, it's a solid performance. He's outperformed Alonso. Alonso, another one at his home race. It's a good comeback drive, but out in Q1 in front of your home fans. That's yeah, the Spanish fans didn't have a good day today. No, they really didn't. They can't have done. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of them were wearing orange anyway. So, like, they were probably just supporting Max. They <laughs> okay. gave up. They Max. had a good day then. <laughs> <laughs> they Bro, they gave up. Do you know what it is? They switched the shirts midway through. They were just like, oh, no, yeah. what? Science in the gravel. Alonso out in Q1. Yeah, no, we're wearing orange now. But, I mean, Ocon did what I also think, to be fair, Latifi. I'm surprised he didn't bring his name up. Yeah, I'll, exactly. Yeah, have a big moment. Alex, yeah. uh, something must have happened to Alex. Like I'm not sure what happened to him, but the uh, the red hair thing hasn't worked on him. He finished last. Like, did you see anything? Because obviously, recording this so soon, no. you have no clue what happened. No, no. I think uh, what I heard is they're saying that there are no issues, but it's just Latifi getting like understanding the car a bit more and performing more. Latifi unlocking his own potential, like the legend that he is. No safety cards, no red flags, pure raw pace, destroying album. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know it's not the truth here. Yeah? You know he hacked into uh, Alex's car and just ruined the code so the car is very slow. That's what he's been he's doing. Like, cut the talks. engine. He's been slow cut this whole time engine. because he's been studying engineering on the side so he could ruin his teammate's <laughs> car. <laughs> Basically, um, I guess, well, that sums up the race, I guess. I mean, there's other stuff outside that we can talk about. If you want to, like, I personally, we, we forgot to have the rant about the TV direction for Miami. 
and on topic they've they've introduced a new camera did you want to mention something about the uh, oh no the new shots? that camera first of all like i was sitting there and i i, I saw like memes about it because i forgot to watch i forgot to watch qualifying and then during the race they just switched to the drone going around first of all whoever's flying it doesn't know how to fly it yet like, <laughs> some some people actually know how to fly it. they're really good at it this guy doesn't know what he's doing that's the first thing second thing is camera quality is bad rule like as in like it's actually terrible like the whole idea is just bad man he's just showing the trees man like he's not even showing <laughs> the racetrack honestly by the end of the race he's supposed to get the cars he's going with i don't remember i think it's a red bull and then he gets cut off by the trees and instead of switching before it you know with the car to another camera they just yeah. keep going and he's just he's blocked by the trees for a few seconds and they're like oh damn we need to switch do you just remember Ah, uh, bro. Yeah, like yeah, to be honest, the the drone camera. I don't know, man. I, out of safety, I'm assuming they're not allowed to fly over the track, which is why he took it, you know, like within the confines of the grassy bit or whatever. And then I'd assume out of safety as well. I feel like the only place you'd want to see it is above the crowd, just before the podium, when they're all on the pit straight, because that would be a nice looking shot. But out of safety, I'm assuming they can't put it there either. So you're left with this awkward side angle watching a bunch of grass and then a car like in the distance. It's not even a, it's not even, it's not like, even just a bunch of grass. You're looking also at like you can you're watching half half watching the race, half watching the marshals just sit there <laughs> like chilling. <laughs> like what the hell man? Like I don't know. I don't, get that fair, I, I don't know why. Here's the thing. You know um you know when you watch practice, right, or uh, testing? Testing's mm. a big one. They love doing this in testing. They'll have Martin Brundle at the side of the track somewhere in his little high-vis jacket because he's wearing, like, a, a TV thing or something. He's got his microphone, and he's just behind one of the barriers. And they have a static shot of uh, maybe within the barriers or something of the car going past. And every time they say, okay, here comes one of the really fast cars. It's going to be, you know, like, look how fast it's going. And they're always on the cool down lap, so they're going like four miles an hour. But they spend half an hour waiting for a car to go past really quickly and it never happens. Why don't they have that camera angle for the race? Like, if imagine you have someone like right behind one of the barriers or something, and then you have them as like a static shot watching the car go. It really shows how fast the cars actually are because they look a lot slower mm -hmm. on TV than they actually are. But instead, we're getting drone shots. We're getting we're getting pit stops with the wheel gun, and then the, he watches the car coming, then flips it, does the one eighty. Why, <laughs> why that camera flip? I don't know why. There's something about it annoys me. Like whenever there's a pit stop, he just quickly flips the camera around. Like it looks cool for a montage, but on TV, don't, bro, don't do that. Like just leave it out. I don't know. I feel like yeah, the camera. You want to talk about the yeah. the piercings as well. Oh, jewelry and piercings. Yeah, is there an update on that? Have they uh have they said or does no? But like they they're basically telling everyone. I, I I will point out something different. So one of the other drivers, um, I, I was listening to basically what he was saying is, um, the reason they're asking you to remove the jewelry is, um, I think there is one driver where the fire got so hot that the jewelry essentially. It is a conductor of heat, so it could be the case where if it doesn't melt, it's still gonna get hot and essentially it's gonna like you know, like burning your skin. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the reason essentially they want to want you to remove it. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I really yeah. want to my opinion the way on they're that. doing it though it's not good yeah, yeah. I, I, so I don't think the way they're doing it there's the, the problem is there's always so many different things about it like i don't know so the rule itself has always existed or whatever it's existed for a long time but they're implementing it now to say drivers aren't allowed to wear jewelry that by itself fine if you're saying why are they implementing it now why didn't they do it before do they only just care about safety now i you know what i don't care if the FIA says that it matters now and they want to say, oh, we've been ignoring this rule for the past 50 years, but you know what? We're going to start enforcing it today. Fine. Start enforcing it today. That's cool. Like it, safety matters, whatever, what, just because that they didn't care about it before. They're just going to stop. They're just never going to care about it. 
I'd say that's fine. The problem I have is when they start saying, okay, cool, wedding rings, you can keep them on. Like jewelry's jewelry, man. Like if you're telling them to take it off, tell them to take it off. And then the second thing is, if there's more important things to be dealing with, why are you focusing on that? Like I understand if you want to enforce things now because you're catching up on old stuff and you want to bring it up. But if there's bigger issues at hand, don't focus on the small stuff. Telling drivers that they can keep their wedding rings on and then not enforcing, uh, telling others that they need to be taking their piercings out and then saying, no, we're not going to put barriers at this corner and, you know, we're not going to look into this issue. It's just a weird way of doing this. Like, I don't know. It, all of it just Welcome gives to Formula One. Energy. Is is you know when they say it's a circus, people don't get why they call it that. But the more you kind of get into F one, the more you understand why they call it a circus. It it fully is. Like I feel like out of all the major sports, I'm sure like they all have their all little things about them. But F one seems like the worst organized out of all of them. Like it's, yeah, but it's the same stop. one you have to fly around the world to watch, like go to races in every single, uh, like in different countries every week and stuff like that. So it is probably one of the harder ones to actually organize. I will say one thing. They are debating about, so Russia isn't coming back this year and they're not switching it for a different race. Um, what's going to happen is, from next year is they're thinking of changing the schedule. Um, sorry, I cut out. They're thinking of changing the schedule so they can align races essentially. So they're thinking of having Saudi with uh, Bahrain at the beginning, and then did I cut out again? And then like, but the audio is fine. Yeah. So they're thinking of having Saudi and Bahrain at the beginning together, and then the other two Middle East races uh, races together at the end, Qatar and um, uh, Abu Dhabi. And then they're thinking of having like races in kind of Asia closer together, uh, the US and Canada together, stuff like that. So essentially the reason for this is it makes it obviously a lot easier for teams if you're sending your equipment basically to America and then from America to Canada and then back home to the UK where most of them are based, except Ferrari. It's generally a lot easier, especially with kind of rising costs and stuff. There is a big debate about, you know, the rising costs and stuff and implementing the new um, budget cap and stuff. Um, that's a yeah, that's that's one. Yeah. It's not very sustainable if everything's getting more expensive and you still expect us to like stick to the same budget if transport and all of that. So I'm not actually this budget is like less being spent on performance and more being spent on just transporting yes. everything to races. Yeah, it's a good, but, it's um, good finally doing that though, because it didn't make no sense. Like I'm pretty sure last year, as part of the triple header, it was, if I'm remembering remembering this right, it was Mexico, then Brazil, then Qatar, as a triple header. Yeah, like that's right. If you're trying to be carbon neutral or something, or carbon zero in a few years, that can't run. Like you can't keep doing that. There's no way that holds. It's insane, just on the idea of like you're expecting a team to travel to like different so many different time zones and to not just get there and like I'm not going there and relaxing I'm going there I have to adjust my sleep schedule I have to get into the mentality to perform at my very best even the pit crew the engineers it's honestly insane like if it's within Europe fair enough like it's like a one hour time difference it makes no difference really but if you're going from like Brazil to Qatar, like what the hell, man? Like, you, <laughs> what? I'm sure it's like 11 hours ahead. 10, 11 hours ahead. Because it would be a few behind and then three is three hours. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, how, how is that even possible? Like, yeah, I don't get that. I mean, speaking of sustainability, actually, I had this as a talking point just because of the, uh, you know, the, this being the big week of upgrades and stuff. Do you like, I don't know, if we, we're implementing the budget cap, we're seeing uh, everyone talk about, uh, you can't just throw money at the problem anymore. You need to make sure that your upgrades work, you do the research and then bring in small stuff to make sure that the problem can actually get solved. 
this obviously goes against what F1 used to be, where I know this kind of ruins the competition, but you have the big teams throwing money at the problem, but they end up with the best solutions and the most innovative solutions. And then you get like, you know, like a be the best solution to the problem. So on the balance of sustainability and innovation, like which side do you lean more towards? Because is it kind of killing innovation, telling them you have to like limit your resources now? No, I feel like it's, what's going to happen is instead of, I feel there's always going to be innovation because you've got 10 teams on the grid. They're each going to decide on a slightly different way of doing it. And you see that with Mercedes, you see that with Red Bull, you see that with Ferrari, they all got slightly different concepts about how the car is working. But they've all actually got, like Mercedes is getting quicker and you're seeing it throughout the grid. So I, I think in that sense, you'll always have innovation on someone who's got it just right. But then what's going to happen is teams are catching up is going to be a lot harder. It's not going to be as quick or as easy as before, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. then with the with the like the CFD, like how much you can actually spend on that, like time wise and the same with like wind tunnel time, I think that equalizes it a bit. So also like I think Mercedes stuff where they cut down the side pods really is like what you talk about with that innovation, let's say. Maybe not the best innovation, but we will see how it gets from there. They, they have solved a big issue with their porpoising is a lot less this week. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm so glad. I can't lie. I've started to hate that word now. So I'm glad that it's not being associated with Mercedes anymore. Oh, one thing we actually forgot to speak about is health. Uh, Carlos Sainz came out and said that the porpoising and stuff is an issue that is like a big thing for their health in the future. And obviously in like in 10 years, if you've been sitting in a car going do, 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 down the straight, that yeah. obviously has a lot of stuff for like your neck, your back, all of that. So that should be a thing, I think, like something that F1 researchers that is actually this method of using this type of kind of downforce. Is it sustainable in the sense that, not in the sense that cars can follow in that, but rather in terms of the porpoising and health of the drivers, because if it's negatively affecting the drivers, they're not going to want to do it. And I think that's what they're going to start looking at. There's the body that protects Formula One drivers of the new. They're basically going to start kind of looking into like how, how, what we can do to kind of limit that. I think it's the, yeah, I think I know who you're on about the GDPA or something. George, yeah, yeah, George was the head of last year or something. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. I didn't think of I mean, that yet. Yeah. You don't want to like see these drivers retire and then in 20 years you have this one generation of drivers of, you know, Norris and Leclerc and all the rest of them or whatever who would have grown up during this generation all having some you know like common injury about them because it's not yeah. just that it could be the case where it actually ends their careers early you know how with nfl they got like the head hitting and then the brain issues oh, like yeah i don't think it'd be that severe but it could be like they're all talking about how they're all a lot stiffer uh, and they need to work on a lot more mobility and stuff after driving the car now they are actually seeing issues now because of the porpoising, even in a Ferrari, I'm not talking about like the Mercedes was the worst and they were actually dealing the drivers with the worst of them. But in terms of the Ferraris and stuff, they were actually still dealing with lower mobility and stuff. So they had to work on that. Uh, so that's one thing that's slightly different with the cars. Uh, and we could see the cars or the philosophy of how the car is operating change ever so slightly uh kind of as the season progresses and maybe next year as well i guess bro that's i don't know what to add to that i think that rounds out our conversation about the the grand prix uh you want to look at the predictions yeah i think there's there's nowhere else we can really go from that uh yeah yeah let's, let's the do fantasy the fantasy has not actually updated so we'll put i think and oh, you can put in the comments what has happened. Yeah, with that fast, that fantasy hasn't caught Do you know what it is? As we were talking, yeah, I think I've just seen Mist Apex have actually posted the, the podcast already. 
So they haven't just filmed it. They've mm-hmm. they fully posted it, bro. These guys are insane. Wow. Miss Apex are just... I don't even know, man. Uh, wait, I'm trying to find it now. Anyway, okay, so it hasn't updated, but you can check. I I think you can check how many points you got, right? Yeah, I know how many points I've got, but I don't know how many points I've got. Well. I'll log in and tell you how many I got, and then we can just compare from there. Yeah, literally 46 yeah. minutes ago, which was... Bro, yeah, no, that's... I don't even know, man. These these guys are different. Anyway, okay, I've logged in. I know how many points. Okay, how many points did you get? Uh, 136. Oh, bro. I got 113. And this week is horrible as well. Like, this yeah, week was actually... <laughs> I had Albon. It's been bad. I had Albon. <laughs> I think from what I've seen, I think my lead extended ever so slightly. Maybe, I mean, I'm kind not... Because the only difference between me and whoever's in second is I've got Perez and they've got Russell. And I think Perez actually ended up scoring more points than Russell. Potentially, yeah. That does make sense. Yeah, so, uh, yeah we've caught it. So I'm still in the lead. I'm still in the lead. Of the well, league. if you want to do something about that, join the league. Uh, I always leave the code in the description of the YouTube and the audio. So uh, have a look. Make a team. Join in. Check out the... Uh, the standings and stuff. Um, Realize how yeah. Mohammed sucks at this. Listen, I'm sure no, we haven't covered our actual predictions for like the like the ones we do on the side. Yeah, and I'm... we need to do the predictions for next week. Going through them now. So. Uh, oh, I thought you forgot. List... No, no, no. <laughs> I was just I getting. You're going like goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, okay. I'm not finished. Qualifying top three. It was Leclerc, Verstappen, science, which is what you said. No, that's that was the actual result. That's what you said. I went yes. with Verstappen, pole, and then Charles, and then Perez. So, so you got zero. I got three. <laughs> that is that is one point. No, uh, that's three points. Three points. That's not three. three. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's three zero. That's never. You get, you get one point for every. You get one point for every correct prediction. Okay, is that how we've been? That's literally how we've done it every single time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're just crying, you know, because you're like, I can't recover from this. I, yeah, I don't think it's coming back. The race result, we both said Verstappen would win. You went with, um, Charles and then Perez. I went with Perez then Charles. So I've no, got. Thank God. I thought you put Russell in. No, I've got two, you've got one for that. So it's 4-2. Okay, driver of the day, we both said Max, but it was actually Lewis. Oh, I saw that on was Twitter it? a second ago. Yeah, so Lewis okay. ended up getting it. So DNFs, you went, oh, so you, you've won. DNFs, you went with three, I went with two, and there were two. So yes! you scraped it, bro. you've actually scraped it. Yes, yes. Is it, what is it now? Uh, 4-2 I think overall yeah yeah, it's 4-2 overall it's 4-2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah predictions for next week no? okay. what's the next week I forgot Monaco yeah it's Monaco oh, oh they're on the back signs Leclerc all the way yeah no I'm not putting Leclerc yeah, no, no 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 <laughs> with the way he's been going I should remove him for next week bro <laughs> the guy's That's cursed a, how many people do you think will drop them from their fantasy teams surely oh, everyone's going to drop Leclerc from his fantasy I'll see I'll leave signs but I have to drop Leclerc from yeah. the team man. I hope you forget uh, oh, <laughs> <dang>. <laughs> I'm going Max signs Paris okay Carlos signs and Sergio Paris interesting Ah, this is so hard. Okay. I mean, you've, you've got to say it's a max pole. Unless, you know what? Nah, 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 nah. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Charles Leclerc gets pole. 
Yeah, I was actually debating that. He'll he'll hit the wall again. He'll take pole, <laughs> but then he won't actually win. Um, yeah, you know, I'm gonna say, um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Charles ahead of Max, and then do I say Science or Perez? Science Perez. No, no, Charles. Okay, I'm gonna go Charles Max uh, Science. Charles Max Science. You'll change. Okay, Charles. Yeah, Max Verstappen and Carl Sainz. You know what I want to do? Mm. Lewis Hamilton, third in qualifying. Yeah, screw it, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know what? I'm backing it. I don't care. I'm doing it. Sure, so, sure. I, I, if I get it, that'll be It's going to DNF, bro. I, no words. We'll talk about this next week. Um, race top three, what do you reckon? Uh, Max, Sainz, Perez, maybe. Or do I back Russell to actually do something? What are you thinking? I'm backing Max to win. I'm not sure about second and third. The Max win streak has to end eventually, surely. No, I'm sticking with Max. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Max as well. Yeah, uh, Max signs. Max signs Russell. Right, signs Russell. Okay, interesting. I'm gonna say. Oh wait, this is gonna be qualifying, isn't it? Like, this is just qualifying. No, this is the race. Yeah, no, but like, yeah, the race is qualifying. Basically, I'm gonna say. You know what? Lewis is finishing second, bro. I need to end his. The bad luck has to end, surely. I'm going to go George. Sure. You know what? Mercedes. Mercedes are going to get 2-3 next week. Calling it there. Driver of the day. Don't even say... I know you want to say something so bad. Don't, no words from you. Max Verstappen. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say... Ah, uh, it's, it's probably going to be Max, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be Max. Yeah. Just put Lewis, bro. He's, 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 he's fan, bro. You have to trust him. Man. DNFs? Three. 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 I'm going to say uh, I want to go higher. Higher. This is a game of higher or lower. More or less higher. three. DNFs. Higher. Or... Higher. Higher. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, I'm going, I'm going four. Going four. Five, five, bro. Why are you going four? Then why are you going three? Yeah. Why are you going three, bro? Three. Latifi. Five, bro. Latifi will take out four parts of turn one. You know, the funny thing, the funny thing I remember from last week, maybe I should save this for a relevant thing of, no, nah, nah, I'll say no, is what's his name when he's racing around Monaco and uh, they're giving him instruction, uh, instructions. Um, Nikita Mazepin. Like, oh. This is Monaco. <laughs> oh, the the F1 thing has come out. So officially, uh, I have extended my lead. Oh, the fantasy just updated now. Yeah. I gotta see this. Yeah. So I have actually extended my lead now to ninety one points. No. And you are still in. <laughs> you're number six. <laughs> Bro, you're so bad, man. You're actually <laughs> so bad at this game. Wait, how could you update hasn't? Bro, I can't even see. Wait, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I'm sick. Oh, I'm number two in Spain. How the hell am I number two, bro? <laughs> how the hell is that possible? I got 11th, bro. <laughs> I got 11th. Out of the 13 people in our league, I got the 11th worst points. Oh, uh... That's sad. Don't don't cry, bro. Don't cry. It's gonna be a struggle, to be honest. It's, it's gonna be tough. Ah, people are getting closer to you. You might actually drop to seventh soon. <laughs> don't cry. Don't cry. Right. Well, before we get tears on the podcast, I'm gonna go revise for my end of years. I guess.
so uh, more tears to you very soon. Um, thanks for watching or listening or whatever. Uh, we will be back next week where I will update everyone on how awful my exams went and how I'll be retaking this year. Um, and Yusuf will be a master's in aerospace engineering, a graduate or a guy throwing the cap and everything. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's it, that's it, under the summer, but yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, well, leave us a review on uh, whatever audio platform you're listening to us on. Uh, share if you enjoyed, and uh, we'll be back next week. So uh, thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs>